Tis the season, my friends. No, I'm not talking about Thanksgiving turkey or Yuletide cheer. I'm talking about autumn and all of its amenities. For some of you, it's the invasion of pumpkin spice infused things, including but not limited to coffee, muffins, for some reason Oreos, hand sanitizer I saw once, candles, and Burt's Bees chapstick. For others like me, autumn means we can break out the orange tea towels, scatter some leaves around some decorative gourds, and finally fill the glass bowl on the coffee table with candy corn. It also means that football season is here. In this episode, some guy in Austin and I discuss football in pop culture. You'll understand why he and I are friends when you hear our first two picks. And although it was hard picking favorites... I'm sure you already know one of my guesses. I'll give you two hints. The first is Tim, and the second is Riggins. Clear eyes, y'all. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 135 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I am back with some guy in Austin. It has been a few weeks. It has been a minute since we were podcasting together because the Bachelor's over. So much has gone on. I mean, it's, it's been so long that um, three three bachelor couples have probably broken up since we've we've <laughs> done this last time. Never, never. Did you hear that Peter, our new bachelor, was cut on the face and he had to go get stitches? I, yeah, I, I read the article and it was it was kind of, you know, I, I read it initially like, well, a, a good face scar on that guy's baby face, you sure. know, street street cred. There, you know, there you he, go. he's got to toughen him up a little bit, but apparently he took a dive with two cocktail glasses in his hands and cut his face. He's lucky it wasn't like a carotid artery or an eyeball. Oh, yeah, an eyeball. Yeah. That would have been terrible. But Chris Harrison did confirm that he's okay and back to filming on Twitter. Oh, so God. I feel good about it. I bet you Harrison was the one that performed the stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another skill that our host Chris Harrison has that we are have recently become aware of. <laughs> they brought him into his trailer. Sir, That's right. sir, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Give me some gauze stat. Intern pops out with a silver tray of tools and gauze on gauze it. Gauze and sea breeze. There you <laughs> That's go. Right. That's all you need. <laughs> well, today we're not going to be talking about Peter the pilot or bachelor. We are doing an off-topic podcast today with you and me, and we're talking all about football and pop culture which I think is a pretty fun topic since we're kind of in the throes of NFL and college football. It's that time of year, not really the weather here in Texas because we are still in the high 90s. I don't I don't know where fall went. It just decided to phone in this year or something. But it's still football season, and we thought we yes. could discuss some fun things from pop culture. Fantastic. Let's do it. And uh, I, I'm in sort of a fall kind of mood. As you know, um, Mrs. Some Guy and I took a very brief uh, R&R weekend last weekend, mm-hmm. and we went to Banff, Canada, in Crazy. the national park there. And it snowed the entire time <sighs> I was there, while simultaneously, it was 95 degrees here in Texas. Ugh. So pretty, pretty crazy. Did you just walk around without your coat on and just take it in and try to get <laughs> as cold as possible? 
No, but um, it, it was 23, and it didn't feel 23. I, I guess it's something to do with the humidity or I don't know. It mm-hmm. just didn't feel that cold. But we um, we hiked both days for several hours at a time, and it wasn't until the second day where we came off of a mountain and um, we hit this road. We had to walk back to our uh, about a mile to our hotel and a front moved in and man, it got cold for, you know, that whole mile. But other than that, it was, it was very mm. pleasant, right? It was nice to, to not feel, um, sweat, uh, all over your body. All in a second. Over. Just yeah. hits you when you walk outside. I always compare it to you're walking around inside the mouth of a giant because it's just humid and hot and meh. Or it's... depending on what city, the orifice of some giant. So. <laughs> true. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having what trouble. What are we talking about today? <laughs> what are we talking <laughs> Balls. We're talking about footballs. Oh, good. Okay. Um, why don't you go first? Tell everybody, we're going to do two or three each of some pop culture football moments that we love. What's your first one? Well, now the second you called me uh, yesterday and told me about this, this instantly popped into my head mm-hmm. was when um, Lucy, um, uh, talks Charlie Brown for the hundredth time into kicking the football. And at the very last second, she takes it away and you hear him scream, ugh, and uh, fall flat on his back. So, What do you think is up with Lucy? What's her deal? Why would she do that? Uh, she's the, the nastiest so <laughs> cartoon character. She's so mean, Charlie Brown. And I, you know, the other thing, I, I just can't figure out why Charlie Brown has no hair. He's like, he's got to be at least 10 years old. What, eight years old? I don't know an eight year old that doesn't have hair and wears the same shirt all the time. But God bless him. Charlie Brown, one of these days is going to get the, to kick the ball. It's Um, very interesting to me how he always trusts her too. That just means Charlie Brown's such a sweet guy. Yeah. Charlie Brown's very sweet. But the other thing I wish, I secretly wish every time, and this, this has been going through my head as a, uh, since I was a child, is that Charlie Brown actually misses the football and kicks Lucy. <laughs> that would be justice. Well, <laughs> in my research, whenever you said that, I thought it was brilliant, by the way, that you picked that. Uh, I did some research, and in in the first time this ever happened was in the comic strip in 1952. Wow. And since then... She has pulled the football from him every single year since 1998. He's got to be in his late 60s now, and he still doesn't have any hair. So, well. That's such a good one. My favorite thing about this is that of all the football in pop culture, that's the one that comes to your mind first. Yeah. And then the one that comes to my mind first, this is why we are friends, is um, on the Brady Bunch when Peter and Bobby are <laughs> playing football. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets clocked in the face of the football. She goes, oh, my nose. 
No. That's what I always wanted. I'm like, man, that looks like it hurts. It was like yellow and brown and whatever. And then it just didn't look like a nose. But I thought, man, anybody takes a shot like that in the nose, they're bound to bleed. And Marsha yes. never bled. So let me tell you, I know this for a fact. This is this has happened to me, not with a football though. But can you imagine? I call him a dolly, but a lot of people call him a hand truck. Uh-huh. And you're you're stacking boxes and you're pushing it. Well, you know how you can pull the handle up and lay it down, and it turns into a flat four wheeled. Yes. I thing. can already see what's coming down Gee the road. Was I was in our mail room when I worked in Dallas at Levinson, and it was stuck, and I was pull 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 trying to pull it up, and it finally gave loose, and it clocked me in. The nose. It hurts. I have never had so much blood gush out of one place in such a short amount of time. And I didn't know what to do. And I was shocked. And I it looked like I murdered somebody in the <laughs> mailroom. It was terrible. And then the, there's technically kind of nothing you can do about it even. You got to lean your head back and pinch your nose. Ooh. But see, now this is this is a girl telling the story. Um, I any, any guy, well, most guys will tell you that they've actually been punched in the nose. Yeah. Or hitting the nose in some kind of sporting event, like elbowed in basketball or mm-hmm. you know whatever, and uh, it hurts. It, yes. it, there's no question about it. It hurts bad. And, and your eyes water up, yep. and your head rings, and you think, "What has just happened?" Because there is so much pain radiating yeah. through your head. Well, I'm just I'm glad that worked out for Marsha. Now I, I will <laughs> let me just do a little Brady Bunch tie-in because. I don't. I was never a big fan of that show. I think I just watched it because back when we were kids, we had three channels mm-hmm. and it was on at a time when I happened to be in front of the TV right, every day. Right, it was day. after school. It was right, totally right. after and, school. You're waiting for your parents to get home. Right, sit there and eat a bowl of ice cream and watch the Brady Bunch. And so I was never a huge fan of that show, but golly, they have milked that for everything it's mm-hmm. worth. There was I watched two nights ago. Uh, I watched a lot of those car shows, you know, where they they fix up a car and all that stuff and. They did one. It was a Brady Bunch um, themed w- station wagon where they, they oh. did. And all of those people guest starred on there, the entire wow. cast. And they're all like 150 years old yeah. now. But Peter um, still looks good, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he <guess>. does. And <laughs> <Like Ben> Higgins. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He was the best Brady, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I thought I used to think Marsha was kind of hot, but I always thought she was annoying. I thought mm. Cindy, Cindy was... I couldn't stand. And, and the other one, Jan. what was the other one's name? Jan. Jan. Yeah. Oh, Jan. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I never, okay. and I never, never bought the dad, like, you know, as like a dad figure. I just, he just, I don't know. I just, I didn't like that show, but I watched it. And of course I was um, in shock like you when Marsha took a football to the face. Mm, to the face and stupid Doug. Well, what's your second one? Um, my second one is a one, and I tested this on you because you haven't heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the right moves is a uh, a movie that came out in I want to say eighty two or eighty three. Eighty three, very good. I looked it up. It Tom Your Cruise's, brain amazes me. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, I have like a thing for years and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can, um, but um, which so Top Gun came out in eighty six. So this is three years before Top Gun. It's right either right after or no immediately before um, Risky Business. And okay. so Tom Cruise's sort of uh, second movie. I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me his first. I know it. The Outsiders? Um, nope. Taps. Remember oh, Taps? I was about to say, did he play a horn in it? No, he didn't. He he uh, he shot out the window. He was kind of nuts, and he would he was doing curls, and uh, he was super young with that. So Taps and All the Right Moves – 
were, were two movies Tom Cruise did early, early, early in his career before he got his teeth fixed. And so <laughs> if you watch All the Right Moves, Tom Cruise has a terrible set of teeth mm. in his mouth. Um, mm-hmm. But he plays Stefan Georgievich, and he's um, a uh, a blue collar, blue collar town in like Pittsburgh or something. And um, you know, football's their only way out, type of thing. And it's his story about how, you know, he goes and grows up. And the best line in the movie, well, there's a lot of good lines in the movie. One of my favorite is Coach Nickerson is uh, played by James B. Sicking, who was in um, uh, Coach. Ironically, oh, remember yeah. the coach? He plays the coach in that movie. And he kind of blackballs Stefan uh, after they get in this fight in the locker room over this uh, penalty call. And um, he kind of blackballs him. And Tom Cruise loses his scholarships. And they, no one wants to talk to him. And he's going to have to go work in the steel mill with his dad. And uh, he gets in an argument at the end with Nickerson. And um, he says, you're not God, Nickerson. You're just a typing teacher. <laughs> I like that line. But it all works out for Tom Cruise because Nickerson uh, leaves and gets a job as a college coach, and he eventually comes back to the steel mill, a la mm-hmm. Richard Gere in um, uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Mm-hmm. He walks in with scholarship, and he signs Stefan to play for him. So nice. great, great football movie, good, good coming of age type of movie, and one of Tom Cruise's first movies with bad teeth. <laughs> for those of you who are born in the '90s or above. Or after, I guess I should say, typing is when we used to have to go into <laughs> class with this machine that looked like a keyboard, and you had to learn the it weighed home about keys. 800 pounds. Too. It yeah. did. It was so heavy, and some were electric, and some weren't. But we had to learn how to type, and our teachers would put this board or this this thing over our keyboard to where we couldn't look at our hands you just had to know where the letters were and do you remember drills a a space s s s space d d space yeah return (laughs) and then return remember you actually Mm -hmm. had to pick your right hand up off of the Mm -hmm. home keys the uh, jkl semi key and you had to slap that um that little Lever. handle on an electric type. <laughs> yeah. And it would, it would roll the whole thing back. So the paper would be in the proper position to start the next line. And what was even more frustrating, do you remember correcting? Yeah. Remember you had you pull, do the white ribbon the, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a pain in the mm-hmm. I hated that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to line it up just right. And now the kids these days, they just pull up the Mac at Starbucks and it's like they're magically downloaded <laughs> with the ability to, it, do, do, you, do you know what any of these keys like on the Mac, like any of these like F1 with all the squares on them and stuff do? <laughs> I'm, afraid to, I'm afraid to touch any of them. I'm like, if I touch that, something bad, <laughs> I'm going to lose all my data. Or something. <laughs> You're going to have to reboot. All right, that happens. screwing with me. So anyway, who's your next one? <laughs> oh, speaking of teaching in classrooms, that would be... Friday Night Lights, one of the best TV shows, Um, a mediocre film, a pretty great book, but I loved the TV show. Um, It was, I think, on for five seasons, maybe, and it was Coach and Tammy Taylor were married, and they had such a great marriage, and it was healthy and wonderful, and nothing bad ever happened to them, but... It was his little football team from a small Texas town called Dillon, Texas, and they were Dillon Panthers. He right. moves on to another team later. We won't talk about that. But um, Tim Riggins was the reason why I watched that show as well as Coach and Tammy Taylor. Now, um, Hands down. 
So I've got a few interesting facts for you about that show. And I'm not sure I've told you all of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, that was filmed at this um, kind of abandoned high school out by the Austin airport. Um, and so all those people like Connie Britton and um, who's, who's the guy, the, the Kyle, what's Kyle his name? Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Um, Taylor Kitsch, all those guys still have houses in Austin. And so that you, 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 it's not uncommon. I mean, it's not, um, super common, but, but it's common for people to like see them around town, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Taylor Kitsch actually spoke at my parents' church a couple weeks ago. He's got a house here in Lake Austin. Um, but, uh, did he I wear have, his jersey? <laughs> I don't know. I did I wasn't there. Great. <laughs> but, um, he was 33. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I would I have a friend that was on that show uh, and knew a couple people that were behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I got invited there a few times to um, hang out on the set, like while my buddy g- did makeup and stuff and um, got his makeup done and prepared for um, scenes and all that stuff. And um, but I got I'm an extra in several episodes in the crowd. Um, so I guess if you watch the football scenes, I'm in the stands, um, and a few of those episodes uncredited, of course, um, you didn't get your royalty check in the mail yet. <laughs> Still waiting on it. No, but anyway, so it's, 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 uh, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting to watch, you know, a TV show being created. It's, it's like the most, um, I guess, anticlimactic oh, thing. Oh yeah. Well, interesting how, I mean, you were watch. probably out there for hours and hours, hours and hours. 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 And, um, sometimes they would have, obviously, you know, they had a, a small window of light to get those outdoor scenes, especially when you're doing the panoramic. Mm-hmm. But one, one final story. So my, my, my closest friend, my childhood friend, um, is now, now lives in Denver, but, um, he was an, he's an ER doc and, um, he was in ER one night and I guess somebody had broken a hand or cut a hand and needed stitches um, on the set. And Kyle Chandler drove him to the hospital. And you got this is funnier if you know my buddy Chris, but he's just not a pop culture guy. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't watch TV. He doesn't listen to he listens to like, um, you know, 80s rock, you know, so you get in his car and you're like, he's like Def Leppard. <laughs> like, dude, like, <laughs> why is why is the CD? Def Leppard in your car. And you go, this is great, man. Or Van Halen. Anyway, so he's the ER doc on duty one night. And it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And Kyle Chandler comes in with this guy with his hand in a bandage. And uh, my buddy goes in there and he's sitting there. And he's getting ready to sew him up. And he looks at Kyle Chandler and he goes, man, I recognize you. And the, Kyle kind of started nodding his head. He goes, you were in pure country, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> He had no idea the guy was in a, a show. Oh, that was, that was my favorite dude. thing ever. Yeah. He started laughing. I said, what did he say? And he goes, he started laughing. He goes, yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> I totally forgot he was in that. Yeah. That's so I, I didn't know he was in it. I, 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 he's, yeah, he's yeah. the imposter guy. <laughs> Oh, really? That's yeah, him, Yeah, huh? he's the one that goes on the stage because it's all light and smoke anyway, so no one knows it's not Dusty slash George Strait. Oh, such oh. a good movie. We should watch that again. Yep. Anyway, but a yeah. deep dive into pure country. Man, a yeah. dozen people would love that. Um, I just, d- d- George Strait's acting is... Uh, mm, subpar. Oh. At best, at best. And the, and the hair in the beginning, the little ponytail he had. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, but anyway, Friday Night Lights is, uh, I think everyone in Austin, if you ask, has, a, you know, it's a small, 
still a small community of people, even though it's it's growing by leaps and bounds. But everyone has some connection to somebody in that mm. on that show because, like you said, there was extras and everyone's done something, and everyone knows it was filmed out by the airport and whatever. So yeah, anyway. I liked it because it was, um, like I say, I I appreciate whenever they give they put healthy marriages on TV. I think that's fun, but it also shows what small town life is like for people not like me who didn't grow up in a small town and it and it had just regular kind of like the Brady Bunch it just had regular things that would happen every single week that you had to deal with I mean it wasn't a football to the face well it might have been a football to the face once or twice but I think they just dealt with you know Eric's dad was deployed and he lived with his grandmother and then you have probably some racism thrown in there and there was some weird with murder one season and so it's just a lot of things that I think you just deal with. I mean it was drama comedy sports all yeah. wrapped up into one I was talking to Laura about that this morning when I was telling her what we were doing and I said we should watch Friday Night Lights again and we agreed but we also agreed that we have to watch everything else that we're currently watching before <laughs> we watch that so it might be the summertime when that happens yeah. I have a question for you now because uh, I was noticing when I was flipping through the um, my 1800 channels of nothing. Sure. <laughs> um, um, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you when you were a kid and you used to go in the pantry and go, Mom, there's nothing to eat in here. And it's like <laughs> packed with God knows what. What do you mean there's nothing to eat? There's Cheerios. I don't want any of that. But, um, but yeah, when you're flipping through your channels. But I am starting to notice that um, – what is it, Christmas in Pembury yeah. or something like Pemberton Manor or whatever it is? Oh. All of those movies you guys reviewed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are starting to come on now. I guess yes, it's they debut the in October, yeah, which is the go. month we are in. I can um, send you an app that will help you with that, where you can see when your movies are debuting for the Hallmark Christmas movies. Now, this is an, this is an example um, for those of our listeners who like to learn from this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is an example of proper etiquette. Um, that would be great, Lindsay. I would <laughs> like to see that. <laughs> My mother loved it when I downloaded it to her phone this weekend. Yeah, yeah but um, so uh, I actually... But but I wanted to to call you out on it because uh, was it Stephanie you did that yeah, with? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you tell her that mm-hmm. uh, I was secretly angry at you because normally I would be scrolling through those movies and I wouldn't even you know I, I wouldn't even know what that was. <laughs> and now not only do I know what the abbreviation for the Hallmark Channel is on my DVR, I know what Christmas in Pemberley Place mm-hmm. or what is it? Christmas in Pemberton or Pemberley Place One or something? Of those, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, looking forward to flipping. Hey, spoiler those. alert! They get together at the end. Do they really? Is there some controversy? Is is that the one that I you forced me to watch where she's like a intern or something and? <laughs> sure. And, and, the, and, the, and there's the the townspeople. Yeah, they're they the all, towns they're all, yeah. in the middle, and there's that tree lighting ceremony. Yeah. There's that whimsical snowball fight while it's sunny outside. Yes. And there's a misunderstanding. Yes. <laughs> she is wearing a darling red coat or a right. silver blue coat or an evergreen coat or a yeah. winter white coat. Yes. That's yeah. the one. Oh, okay. well, good. All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. So thank you for putting that in my brain. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You should be excited because there is a podcast coming. Stephanie and I have it on the calendar to review because we're going to go through all the trailers and tell you what we think you should watch based on the trailer alone. I would like to selfishly request a shout out on that. Okay, sure. 
sure. Okay. We'll you. say Thank this one is good for you because remember there was the one from um, Graceland last year. Yeah, I didn't see that with was Kelly it, Pickler. Was, oh my god, awful. She she's made something out of nothing, huh? But they did get to play the golden piano. So hey, not That's sac- everybody sacrilege, can do <laughs> even around Christmas. <laughs> Even if they were playing Blue Christmas, yeah, you don't you okay, don't play another fine. you you know you don't mow another guy's lawn. You don't uh, you know play Elvis's piano. <laughs> that's not an innuendo for anything. That's literally no, we yeah. do not mow another guy's <laughs> lawn. Okay, what's your what's your next one? Now I don't know if you know this one, but do you remember a movie um, in the late '80s, maybe um, called Johnny Be Good? With um, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. I love Robert Downey Jr. So that's weird that I don't know it. It's a football movie. It's a comedy. And um, the opening scene, the coach in the, uh, that movie is the same guy that plays the principal in um, The Breakfast Club. Okay. And, and he's still the same kind of guy, like kind of angry. But um, it's, it's the, the, the movie starts off and they're all praying before the game in a locker room, they're in a huddle and it's really subtle. You have to see it a few times to appreciate it. But part of the prayer is something like, um, dear Lord, watch over us. Don't let anyone our t- in our team get hurt today. <laughs> you know, like it's his team. And then, so then they, they say this prayer and then, then the coach in classic stereotypical Texas football coach fashion, he stands up, he says, I'm through talking to God. Now I want to talk to you. <laughs> Okay. speech. <laughs> who wants to get a mean on? Who wants to go out there and be John Wayne? Who wants to grab a root and hang on? But but anyway, Robert Downey Jr. is really funny in it. He kind of plays the sidekick of Anthony Michael Hall, who's mm-hmm. a quarterback and like a star recruit. Uh, and the movie is kind of about his um, you know journey through his senior year and going to play college football and that kind of stuff. But it's 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 a really funny movie. Um, there's plenty of football in it, but it's it's a comedy. And um, anyway, I, I enjoyed that movie. That's a good one. Johnny Be Good. It's called. Okay, Johnny Be Good. My third one is also a movie, and it is Jerry Maguire. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I remember okay. the first time I saw it. Um, and you first thought, time I saw yes. it. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. was good in that. Um, don't know if I bought him as an NFL receiver. Um, mm. I thought I thought the scene where he gets knocked out and then does that dance and his spin yeah. on one hand was hokey, but um, Tom Cruise was good in that. He was good. Renee Zellweger was good. The little kid that character. taught us that the human head weighs eight pounds was yeah. good. It's- Truth talk. When was the last time you told your wife you complete me? Um, well, um, that's a weird question because I don't think there's a first time that I told her she completes me. Um, Hmm. but I also like to know changing the subject that, um, Renee Zellweger is in that movie pre plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was, I I found her kind of oddly, weirdly attractive, Mm -hmm. you know, like weird kind of quirky way. Um, but I just can't get past the new look. I mean, uh, I'm looking at that Judy Garland movie Yes, and. Uh, depending on how that, that that's either going to work or it's just going to fail miserably, you know, because she she seems like I mean, she looks like Judy Garland, I guess, in it. You know, I, I, I like Renee Zellweger and I thought that she was perfect for that role, you know, semi attractive, not too attractive, you know. I think it will work for her because she is a method actress, meaning I read an article one time after. Bridget Jones came out that Hugh Grant did not know Renelle Zellweger wasn't British because she spoke with that accent the entire time they were filming. 
And so at the rap party, he was asking her if she was prepping for another role because of her American accent. And she said, no, I'm actually American. And the British I, I accent, Grant that isn't, that, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. But she, but I think she just, you know, seeps into her role so much that, and she can be so specific with Judy Garland. And that's a, a that's a thing now. The guy who did Freddie Mercury for that Bohemian Rhapsody movie. And then Taryn Egerton, who did, um, I always want to say Billy Joel, that's wrong. Um, what's Billy his name? Joel? What's his name? <laughs> What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Ugh. Rocket Billy Man. Idol. Elton John. Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to you, they did tour together at one time. It was called The Rocket Man and the Piano Man. Um, I actually did see that concert, and it was pretty oh, incredible. I bet it was. Okay, tell me your fourth. You have one more. Now, this is uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to depart from the – from the theme here, you, you've noticed I've had, we, we've had, um, a, a cartoon with, mm-hmm. with footballs in it. We've had, um, uh, all right moves, a football movie, Johnny be good. Another football movie. Um, however, I'm going to point to, um, a reality show. Mm-hmm. Now, now what you're saying is some guy, what reality show possibly de- depicts football? And, and a lot of people are thinking training camp. Yeah. No, 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 no. Making the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah. It's, it's called making the team. And it is a reality show about day one of mm-hmm. Dallas uh, Cowboy cheerleader tryouts all the way through training camp when they announce the final team of 36. Wow. It's great TV, man. I mean, uh, I will facetiously say that, um, you know, who doesn't want to look at, um, you know, who, who in my shoes wouldn't want to look at a room full of attractive women jumping around with pom-poms and learning how to dance. Um, so th- there's that, um, you know, chauvinistic part of me that likes the show mm-hmm. but it's also i will say that uh, mrs some guy has forced me to watch it and i actually you do you do get an appreciation for like how hard it is to eight yeah. count and you see they, they like do split screens on like one girl that's doing the move right and another one that's not and you can appreciate the nuances of what they call pop you know uh-huh. like like, like you, okay. pop sure um you can appreciate their style of dance and you can appreciate when like say for instance a classically trained dancer has trouble with their choreography she yes. just might not be right for the team she might not be it's hard whenever and you have such classically trained and straight posture and you're doing the booty shake and then also you know your kicks have to be high can't mm-hmm. be because on that on that big jumbotron uh, any any low kicks stand out. Um, and then finally, um, the entrance onto the field is the signature Dallas Cowboy cheerleader entrance. And it's the same every year, although they change the dances. And your toes have to hit the uh, the yard markers mm-hmm. um, on the four count. And um, you're, you're, so I learned all kinds of stuff about cheerleading and Dallas Cowboy cheerleading and spe- uh, uh, specifically that I never would have learned. And, um, you know, you do grow attached to – you know, your favorite one that's like really trying hard to make the team, but you just can't get that one move. And you're hoping that Kelly and Judy uh, won't cut her. <laughs> so my question to you is, do they filter out the old ones? Do they just get to a point where they say, honey, it's they time retire. to hang it up. They retire is what okay. they call it. Is it at, an, then, is that at a certain age? No, no, no. Um, because they, they've got all kinds of ages across there, but, but, um, so he, here's where they put the older ones. So the, the, the veterans all have to try out every year for their job. Okay? Yeah. I'd hear they that. Have, that's, I think that's have, great. 
Yeah, and and then and there's always one that's like gained too much weight in the off season, or uh, one that's like you know had some kind of personal issue, so they go through those. But but so that on on each sideline, there's two teams, um, and they're team groups of nine, and uh, at halftime they come and they dance on the field, and they form a triangle, and the bit most prestigious position in the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader is the point of the triangle. Now Kashera Kashera oh. did um, five years at the point of the wow. triangle. She wow, couldn't have been lovelier. Uh, she's very talented. Her moves popped, um, and she was a leader for the other girls. Now she retired last year, mm. and so a big theme the, of this season the point is up for grabs. Yeah, and so they they announced the point of the triangle right after they announced the group leaders, which is also a a, a very um, who got prestigious, the point? I can't remember her name. Some oh, blonde. Did she deserve <laughs> it? Yeah, of course she did. She okay. worked very hard. Um, you know, she's transformed. She came in shape with her head, uh, her head on straight. Yes. Um, mm. mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's always one like you know, just one that like doesn't get it. Um, you know, she gets cut, or there's one that like has nude pictures on the internet that lied about. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's one of those every season. There's like um, you lied in your application. Oh. I'm so sorry. Well. Um, well, and see, th- yeah. so, so, you know, you know, the big, like, like every reality show has like, like, uh, the, the apprentice had you're fired mm, and, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, the they all have a, rose. right. The catchphrase. Um, so Kelly McGonagall, McGonagall Finglass, who is the director of the DCC, um, she makes all the final decisions. And J- Judy Trammell is a choreograph choreographer and she has some say so, but, but clearly Kelly's mm-hmm. running the show. So at, when they cut a girl, she says, I don't want to say it, and you don't want to hear it, but tonight is going to be your last night. Oh. And that, that's how they cut him in, and there's tears, and they show him walking out of the stadium to sad music, and oh. that's it. Makeover day is is interesting. Where um, they change their hair color or cut it off or something. Yeah, yeah. And do you want to hear how, how um, indoctrinated into the show I am now? So they're, they're, every year they have like a redhead, you know, that, that you know, because they, they go for like, you know, like, they have like um, – uh, a bunch of hot blondes and they have a bunch of brunettes and they have, you know, a bunch of, um, uh, you know, like skinnier girls and they, they try to, you know, kind of mix them up, although they kind of have fit into that mold mm-hmm. and then they have makeover day and you see them worrying about the details and the hair and all this. And, um, there's, <laughs> there's one redheaded girl who I was kind of really rooting to make the squad cause I thought her solo was interesting. Okay. And, and um, they, <laughs> They they dye her hair red and they put like I don't know what like highlights or lowlights I'm not really sure what the difference is but the, but but it, they 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 cut to or a split screen and I looked at Miss some guy like without even hesitating totally without a sense of irony and I said you know they probably should have gone a little with a little more aggressive red like I and I, I freaking meant it she looked at me like what, what are you what are you doing and I'm like oh well I probably shouldn't have spit that out let's go watch Downton Abbey together. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so I, I hope that they will be more aggressive, uh, you know, mm-hmm. later in the season. Well, I think I'm just going to have to start watching it because y'all love it so, so much. And I feel like I, I need to experience that, too. But it's very hard for me because, you know, I shunned the Dallas Cowboys so many years ago whenever they took a job away from me. And because I had to ask my dad, can you pay my rent? They didn't hold it for me for 24 hours. So the shun's almost up, so I can watch it pretty soon. Uh, my last one is the Thanksgiving football game on Friends, that episode where they play a game of touch football. I one of my favorite re- episodes of the series. Yeah, you, know, you were really. I was really into Friends for the first few seasons, and then I just stopped watching it. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry if I don't get that reference, but I'm sure it was funny. I just, oh, you know, I, I get funny. tired of 
Would you ever get tired of Ross's whining? Um, no, I don't. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't. This one was pretty good because he's not really whining in it. He and Monica are paired up against each other and they are, are trying to win the Geller cup, which is essentially one of those little scroll, uh, trolls with the weirdo hair, uh, nailed to a board. (laughs) Okay. So I've honeyed first, which means I get to pick first. Joey. Thank you. Monica. I'm your best friend. Sweetie, don't worry, you'll get picked. Chandler. Ross. Phoebe. Sweetie, now I pick you. You don't pick me, you're stuck with me. of Chandler. <laughs> Phoebe, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, Joey's going to catch it, and you and I are going to block. What's block? Phoebe, I thought you said you know what you were doing. I thought you meant in life. <laughs> it's really cute and fun, and I like when they are all together in, in, in one setting, when they're all yeah. six of them are together. And whenever I was looking up to see what year it came out, which was 1996, how old wow. do I feel? It was. It actually debuted after a Super Bowl game. Wow. So I thought that was. I thought that was fun. But I wanted to talk about Super Bowls real quick before we wrap up. I did a little research on Super Bowl commercials, wow, and I this... have this list of, according to Ad Magazine, Advertising Magazine some of the top Super Bowl commercials of all time. Would you like to venture a couple of guesses and see if you can get any right? Yes, I bet you I can because they're frankly going to be the only ones that I probably remember. Um, So I'm going to go with the first one that pops into my mind is the Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan game where they're shooting. Do you know what they were selling? (sighs) Fast food. They were. Do you know which one? (laughs) I, if I had a guess, I'd say McDonald's. Yes, <laughs> you're so smart. That was good. Okay, was that is big, definitely on my, there. My brother was a huge uh, Lakers fan. I was a big Celtics fan growing up. And um, anyway, but you know, all through the '80s, those were the biggest rivalries, and so that's that's why that one stands out in my mind. But mm-hmm. um, okay, so then I remember another one, um, the What's Up or whatever the Budweiser yeah. thing. That mm-hmm. was a Super Bowl, I think. Mm-hmm. That was so obnoxious. Um, that one uh, was actually the Budweiser one had a three-way tie for Budweiser. The oh, first one was the what's up. The second frogs, one was the frogs. frogs. Yes. Uh, the Budweiser. And the third was the Clydesdales after 9-11, how they... Uh, went to yeah. the skyline and kind of bowed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the other, the most iconic Super Bowl ad of all time, though, I think it's got to be number one is the Mean Joe Green mm-hmm. Coca Cola where he throws the kid his shirt. Yep, that's on there. Yeah, that 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 is one that I think again as a, as a, as a kid I just stands out. It's it's amazing how that stuff. You know, these people are not dumb to make these ads. You know, no, like, not at all. Uh, do um, you remember Cindy Crawford drinking Pepsi? Um, Out I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Machine? I forgot it. No. Pepsi machine. That one was tied with, um, for Pepsi. 
there was one called Cheat and Heart, and it shows the Pepsi guy drinking uh, a Coke yeah. or like a, a Coke security guy camera drinking or a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember backwards. that one. So that was good. And what then, about um, what about the Talking Baby yes. one? Yes. Oh my gosh! How did you know that the E Trade Talking Baby? That yeah, I've just exhausted my knowledge of Super Bowl ads. I can't. <laughs> oh no no no! I remember one more was when the kid turns on the car with the Darth Vader. Yes. That was a Volkswagen. Yeah, that's, that's the one that stuck in my head too. I loved it. Yeah. Where so he's those trying are, to use the force to do things. And yeah, at the and end, his dad turns <laughs> on the car from a, a keyless whatever inside. <laughs> so cute. Um, the yeah. last one that was on the list was Where's the Beef? I don't know if you knew that, that was, was a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl mm-hmm. And oh, I also wow. looked up, can you, can you just guess how much a 30-second... Super Bowl ad cost in the upcoming Super Bowl 2020? $5 million. Yes. How do you know that? <laughs> <That's a total laughs> this <guess>. game sucks. <laughs> yes. $5.1 million for 30 seconds of the upcoming Perfect. Super Bowl. You're going to reach a billion people. Jeez. You know? Let's let's do halftime shows. Are there any memorable halftime shows? I have the top ones according to Sports Illustrated. Okay, so the one that I remember most, I think that everyone remembers most, is the Justin Timberlake wardrobe malfunction with mm-hmm. Janet Jackson. Um, Which wasn't a malfunction. Oh, it was totally oh planned. Gosh, that was so planned. I remember Prince is probably yes, he's great. on there. Yes. Um. I'll probably, I'm obviously, I'll watch the Super Bowl every year, but I, those, those are the ones that stand out in my mind. Yes. the Michael Jackson was a big uh, one. Yeah. He was all over the stadium, and they had lookalikes and stuff. Yep. U2 was a big one. Yeah. And only because I think it was I think it was memorable, too. It was after 9-11 as well, and they did a really nice tribute to that. But Aerosmith, Aerosmith. NSYNC, and Britney Spears, don't yes. you remember that one? I do remember oh, that. I loved it so much. Uh, the last thing I want to do is I have some the top football movies of all time. Uh-huh. Let's see if you can name six in my Ooh. list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, remember the Titans. Yes. Um, These are in no particular order, by the way. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remember any yes, of these. Yes, you are. All the right moves is not on there. No. <laughs> uh, the what's the one with the the with Sandra Bullock and Tim uh, mm-hmm, Tim mm-hmm. Uh, McGraw? Uh, the, the the not the Green Mile. What the is bl- it? The, the Blind Side. Blind Side. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only two that come to my mind. Try to think of. Um, well, there's the one that you said you refused to mention on this podcast that you just have to mention now so you can get your points. I don't remember which one that is. Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> not a football movie. I mean, it. listen, as a fellow Texan, mm-hmm. uh, Vanderbeek's accent is, I mean, it is just, it's unlistenable. <laughs> I mean, that I don't is know who word, his dialogue yes. coach was, but it, it was not a guy from Texas. Oh, it's terrible. Think of sad movies. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, you know what? I just one of my one of my personal favorite movies of all time. Okay. Rudy. There you Rudy. go. Yay! Yes. That's on there. Um, okay, you now, need now, two now, more to now, win. Okay, now I'm getting in my now I'm getting in my uh, in my in my zone. Um, 
let's see. Um, we, we talked about Friday Night Lights. That probably doesn't count. It does. That's in there. So, yay. Oh, it does? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, what's the other one? Um, it's sort of like, oh, remember the Titans? Oh, uh, Any Given Sunday. There you go. Very good. Uh, another one? Oh, I just thought of another one. Tell the Replacements. Me. I thought of that one. Replacements. I thought That's of that one. That's not on here. Is that Keanu Reeves, I that think? That is Keanu Reeves. Um, and the only other football movie in recent history that I really wouldn't count as a football movie is the, what's the Will Smith one concussion or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's what? about the NFL concussion thing, but that, I don't think that's a football movie. Uh, one that is another one that's sad is we are Marshall. Yeah. That's some McConaughey's in that mm-hmm. one. Oh, you know what else? There's two more. It just came to mind now what? that we're going back a little bit. Um, I watched when I, we were kids, believe it or not. On movie day in like elementary school. If you we say this movie, I'm going to flip Brian my song. Oh, no. Uh, okay. It's like most depressing. Like, so I mean, depressing. And he dies. And you're like, dude, I'm seven. Why, should, why are you watching this? <laughs> That's so depressing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it's a true story too. But I remember <laughs> like watching it on like a Friday in elementary <laughs> school. And the other one that was a remake that was terrible, but the original Longest Yard with there Burt you go. Reynolds. That was another so, one. Good. And I can't believe it. I just got myself. And then the other, let's see, uh, North Dallas 40 is another good one with that, Nick Nolte and Mac Davis. That's an old one, but yeah, it's not on this list. Um, again, I said, let's see. Um, there are two that you don't have and one that I don't really count. I don't, I meant they put Forrest Gump on here as a football movie. That is not, not a football what movie, but was the, what was it? The comedy with Goldie Hawn where she's the coach. Wildcats. Yes, I haven't big. thought about that in years. And then uh, what was the other one is it, uh, with, with Kurt Russell played Reno Hightower. Um, and it's about there's, they play a rival game and he dropped the pass in high school and they get to replay oh, it. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh my God! I can't. Oh, the best of times or something like that. Oh. It was, it's Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. Um, and oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, I was really not funny. on the list. Um, the two that are on here. That one, I'm pretty proud of you for not saying the Water Boy. Never saw it. Is that that Adam Sandler? Yeah, it's it's. I saw that back in the day. Yeah. It's tough. Do you have a team that you root for, either in the NFL or college team? Yeah, I mean, I went to UT, and of course, I live in Austin, so I, I'm a big college football fan. I like the University of Texas, uh-huh. and um, pro football. I'm not a big pro football fan. I never, I, you know, I watched the Oilers growing up, which explains why I'm not, I'm not a big pro football fan. Um, but uh, it was something when the um, Texans came back to Houston. I lived in Houston at the time, and just kind of the buzz and the excitement around having pro football in the town again. Uh-huh. You know, even though they're a fairly new franchise, I consider myself a Texans fan, and I reform every every Sunday. Because you like J.J. Watt? I do like J.J. Watt. I think their quarterback, the, this Deshaun Watson guy they got, mm-hmm. is, is freaking money, and mm-hmm. they got some good receivers, and they're, they've been better, you know, better every year. So it's exciting to watch. And, you know, Mrs. Some Guy, she's from Dallas, and her, her dad is like a lifetime season ticket holder, and so they're big Cowboys people. And, you know, mm-hmm. you and I both know how we feel about the Cowboys. I don't – don't, I'm more indifferent. I just I don't I don't like them that much, but I don't hate them. But you like their cheerleaders. I do like the show. The, the, yeah, the DCC. <laughs> I mean, I'm very interested in what Kelly McGonigal Finglass and uh, Judy Trammell have in store for us this season. You, earlier today, I asked you for your height and your weight. Which yeah, I, I was will. Kind of I just blindly answered that. I was like, well, I can't wait to figure out what this is about, but. <laughs> Which I will not disclose because most people don't 
like uh, other people uh, to know. But I'm fine with that. according it's... to your height and your weight, you would be a defensive back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I am. Uh-huh. First of all, look, uh-huh. listen, the website, am... the interwebs told me so. Listen, I am 6'1", 175 pounds. Me too. No, I am. <laughs> I would be a linebacker. <laughs> Hey, thank y'all so much for listening. FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you head over there and let us know your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever.